Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome to the Steelers podcast. Got a little late start. I did a little team meeting, and it was good. And in our team meeting, we decided the Steelers are not doing much this week. Kind of a dry week for Steelers news. So we're going to get through what we can get through. And anytime we lead the show with Kalen Belange, you can tell what type of week it is. Um, the Steelers <laughs> signed Kalen Belange. If you say, who is that? You're with us. We didn't know too much about him. I played my fair share of fantasy football. I think he came up once on a waiver wire column. Um, not great stats last year for the for the Chargers. That's who he played for. Uh, Chargers had a pretty bad um, offensive line. I think that had a little bit to do with it. Um, he's a good inside runner, like a short yardage runner. I, I've seen some success there. I don't know. Um, Paul, well, that's most of that's most of the run game for the Steelers is short yardage, right? <laughs> well, but I'm talking about like on a third and one or fourth and one. The Steelers struggle with that. Oh, I, I mean, I'm talking about all they get is one or two yards, and sometimes that's a negative in front of it. Well, I saw a stat where his percentage of um, third ones and fourth ones were higher than the league average. But again, who knows? Um, Joe, do you think this changes anything? Um, you know, we're hearing a lot of, hey, the Steelers will look running back in the draft, probably getting the draft. There's probably going to get a more mainline running back. You, do you see this balancing changing anything? Oh, I can't imagine that it would. Uh, I think this is part of the the shift in the, the running game for the Steelers. They're just trying to get some new personnel in there just to get a different look. Uh, I mean, Blanche did end up with three touchdowns last year. I think that's what the uh, running backs for the Steelers got all year. So I think that's comparable. Uh, you know, and, and, t- and sometimes it just takes a change of, of personnel to, to change the look up a little bit, just get change the feel. Uh, seems like he's going to be a serviceable short, yardage type of guy and that, that doesn't change anything for what the Steelers need out of the draft. I mean, they're still going to need their powerhouse, you know, every down type of back. I look at this, Paul, last year, about this time, I think it was, uh, the Steelers signed a guy named Wendell Smallwood that had some carries in the NFL. And I remember we were worried. We're like, what happens? Are they dropping Benny Snell? Are they dropping yeah, James Conner? Which probably wouldn't be a bad idea <laughs> looking back at a year from now. Uh, but I, do you think it's you think he's anything more than this year's Wendell Smallwood who got signed but really didn't play for the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, I, I think about uh, on the one hand, it's great to have the thought that okay, we have somebody on the roster who can convert a third and one, but we also know that he's not going to be an every down back. So if he does take the field on third down, the other team's like, okay, we know what they're going to do. Um, 
So I, I think it's kind of one of those, let's just play with it, see how he fits. Uh, I don't think this changes the need at running back at all. Um, you know, he, could he be a piece, uh, I guess, um, but I, I don't see him factoring in in a, in a major way. I think if he makes the team, it's a third back. You know, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. that's probably true. You know, I I heard a fellow podcast. I'm, I, I trust me, I don't want to get in Steelers podcast wars. That's be ridiculous. But you know, they mentioned, well, what about Jalen Samuels? And I was like, who's that? You know, I don't even remember Jalen Samuels anymore. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I, I look at it as I know they're not excited anymore about Jalen Samuels. I'm not even sure where they're at with Benny Snell or Hanson McFarland. McFarland has worked with Matt Cannon before, so I think McFarland's place on the team is safe just because there's a connection there. Uh, McFarland seems to kind of fit where the Steelers are going. I don't think McFarland's going to start, but I think McFarland makes the team. Yeah, maybe they're not happy with Benny Snell, but Lunch could be out of Snell. I mean, I think that's really the only thing that you could say. I mean, everything I'm hearing is saying they're still looking at running back in the draft, so it is what it is. It, it's Wendell Smallwood. I think we're okay at this. Um, I'm sorry about to Jordan Berry. I like Jordan Berry. I don't think he's a bad guy. Um, but we were kind of mocking Jordan Berry in a chat last week. We were saying, emergency podcast. Jordan Berry is coming back. And we're about ready to log on and do a five-hour retrospective of Jordan Berry's life and career. But he resigned with the Steelers. <laughs> I don't know, Joe, in some seriousness, I I don't know who else is out there. Um and I think there's still some thought that they got this Corliss Williamson, uh, some rookie punter that was on the practice squad. Maybe he'll even have a chance to beat out Barry. I don't know. I'm not excited about Jordan Barry, but what else do you do? I mean, bring board. What, what else do you do? Like, how do you yeah. get excited about punters? And when was the last time we were excited about a punter? I mean, we get it. We can get excited about the guys who kicking the field goals and getting us uh, three points. That's helpful. But uh, you don't get very excited about punters. But he's a serviceable punter, and he does the job, and we need one, and we have one. And so we can feel good about that. Well, thinking back to last year, uh, Colquitt was supposed to be the answer. He wasn't. So, yeah, a punter doesn't win your losing Super Bowls. But when a punter doesn't do well, like Colquitt did, you, you say, man, we need a guy. And I wouldn't call Jordan Barry a Pro Bowl punter, but I think he's decent. Uh, are you okay if Jordan Barry, Paul, or do you want the rookie to get a chance to maybe be enough? Um, I, I'd rather go with Barry, uh, rather than the, someone who's unproven. Um, Barry's had some questionable moments, but again, serviceable. Uh, I'd almost rather see Kevin Colbert swim across the river and go over to Riverhound Stadium and see if any of those soccer guys can boot the ball downfield. Uh, we might have a little bit better chance, but, uh, for what we have now, uh, opting for the veteran. Does he have to swim across the river? Or can he take a yes. boat? Or is no. there any bridges? No boats. No boats. Forget just, this. Just hop barge to barge. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> there, there, I mean, like at, he's like he's the, Super Mario. The point, there's there's always so many always so many uh, sailboats out there. Just kind of okay. hopscotch across them. Sure hop on one of the uh, ducky tour boats when they nice. come through. And ah, oh, those are awesome. Yeah, well, I, I just want to make sure he doesn't have to swim. I mean, that sounds a little excessive, but, you know. Why anybody know. has any other kind of car, I'll never understand. <laughs> you should just have a duck boat. Drive uh, it for a while, <laughs> boat your way across, drive again. 
Let's take these next two together because, seriously, it is a quiet week for Steelers news. Uh, we are going to be taping another segment about quarterback rankings, so it'll give us a chance to argue. And obviously, with the draft coming up, there's more news coming. Just a slow week for news. It happens. Uh, we've got Sean Davis leaving the Steelers, which, you know, I feel the same about Davis as a deal belongs. I don't think that matters a lot. But, you know, the, the Steelers are looking at former Brown Carl Joseph and – let me do a quick check. I haven't seen he signed anywhere. Uh, he he uh, visited the Steelers. Now, you might remember Carl Joseph, the awful night where the Steelers lost to the Browns. Uh, Carl Joseph was the guy that recovered the fumble from from uh, Marquise Pouncey in the end zone for a touchdown, you know, the first play of the game. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm more in favor <laughs> of Carl Joseph than – uh, Sean Davis, hopefully they get something done. Well, I mean, that's one way to keep that from happening again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just sign all the guys and score touchdowns. Uh, you know, that is that's that is a proven football strategy, is find the guy who uh, who, who nailed the play that kept you from winning uh, and hire him. And it, it has worked for any number of football teams to just, you know, remove that from your, from your opponent and uh, – then you're one step ahead from where you were in that last uh, exchange. Yeah, might as well. You know, I, I think. What's that, what's this, that like it, on a on a what? Oh, on a practical level, what's that like though? If he signs with the Steelers, shows up day one of training camp, like, hey guys, <laughs> oh, like no hard well, feelings, I think, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, isn't everybody understanding of the fact that you're all professional football players playing oh, for yeah. your team? Like, I, I. I you know, I, I do. I do genuinely believe that there is a level to which you would be excited if there was a player that you've played against and who routinely beats you, sort of like the Indianapolis Colts hiring the kicker um, from away from the Patriots. Vinatieri. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Vinatieri. You're just you're just excited to not have to face that guy again. You know, you have enough respect for him <laughs> to say you have routinely beat us, and I'm glad I don't have to face you anymore. Like I I, I just think that that's the that's the look. It, it um, unless yeah. say a lineman takes off your quarterback's helmet and beats him in the head with it. Right. Um, I think you'd have a harder <laughs> time talking to that guy than you would somebody who yeah. made a heads-up play and beat you. <laughs> I used to think teams legitimately hate each other, but I remember reading a story. There's some. Like, well, it's like 15 years ago when the Browns would play the Steelers and Gerard Warren, big money, the, the guy that's supposed to be the guy, was the high draft pick for the Browns. And then there'd be stories talking about he would go out partying with Plaska Burris the night before the game. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah, it's not like everybody's getting together, but you know, I don't think everyone truly hates each other either. And I think there's there's threads on those, you know, in the in some of those rivalries where those guys went to college together, so yeah. they have a bond that yeah. goes way back further than they were than their professional careers. Or some of them went to the same high school together. So you just you just never know where there's connections. Carl Joseph went to West Virginia, uh, and apparently the Steelers were following him. Uh, he played for the Raiders and the Browns. He left without a contract. So I don't take that as a promising sign he's coming, but he hasn't signed with anybody else, and I'm not sure who else is after him. Uh, problem is Steelers don't have money. So you know, if you want to play for the Steelers, <laughs> don't expect that, you know, mind-boggling contract because it's not there. 
Um, well, you know, they've got a couple of other players who are still in flux, and it may be a matter of freeing up the money when somebody departs. Yeah. And then they've got the money to make the offer. Um, that's entirely possible. Well, and with the move they have with Steven Nelson and with um, the restructured Eric Ebron's con- contract, I read something they were about, I think, $11 million over. And I, I got to say, correct, I thought it took $6 million to pay your rookies. I'm hearing it's probably about $3 million in terms of cap space because you, you're going to have to sign your draft picks. You're going to have to pay them. So they, they still got a little bit of room. Um, um, so, yeah, and we'll talk about the draft in just a second. Uh, coupled with the Carl Joseph thing, you know, Sean Davis left. Uh, Paul, don't mean to be mean to Sean Davis, but, you know, you, you talked about how would it look like if a guy like Carl Dave, Joseph came. And, yeah, I'm sure it upset Steelers to watch Joseph screaming in the end zone with the Browns after they recorded a touchdown. But these are the same players that watch Sean Davis play for the Sooners last year. And they're probably like, uh, I'd rather have that guy than the guy who's leaving us who didn't play that well. So I don't know. I like the theory of yeah, Sean I mean, Davis. Reality, I didn't like him as much. Uh, I think you're avoiding the issue that there certainly, there certainly has to have been an NFL player even in the past 20 years, named Sean Davis. Oh, there has God to be somewhere. <laughs> oh, like there's not another guy named Carl Joseph? Yes, yes. <laughs> Give you a promo. We, we need only uniquely named players. We don't need uh, any of this double up stuff. If you're taking bets. There's only one Yancey Thigpen. Yes. <laughs> if you're taking, if you're taking, if you're in Vegas and you're taking bets on podcasts, because you know Vegas bets on podcasts, uh, we're, we're talking to the great John Schlitt in the next half hour. Uh, Petra, and we'll see how the interview goes. I'm looking forward to talking to John. Uh, you can bet if I will ask that question to John Schlitt in our half hour interview. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Place your bets and we'll see if you win. Now it's in your head and you're probably going to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, the infamous um, Mike DeWine had a question there. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll have to look at the with Dan Tierney and you'll, you'll understand. Uh, just look for the shocked faces on my co-host. <laughs> and if you had access to my phone calls, the angry phone calls I got from some of the co-hosts right after the interview, uh, it was fun. All right, um, let's see. What else is there? Again, not a lot when we're playing a big deal. Uh, playing a big deal about Kalen Blonde and Jordan Berry and Sean Davis, all this other stuff. I didn't see any other moves. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, in terms of player personnel. Uh, the draft, I you know, you're going to see smoke screens and everything. I, I think common sense would dictate that offensive line and running back are definitely needs for the club. I saw reports saying the Steelers are excited about some of the edge guys, and it could happen. I'm not... I would be kind of surprised if they go for outside linebacker. Uh, Highsmith um, isn't the greatest, but I think you give him Highsmith a year. I mean, I think he's got the potential to be really good. I think if they go defense, maybe inside linebacker. Um, Javon Collins from Tulsa. I've seen some film of him. He looks good. There's a guy, I can't pronounce his last name. It's about 20 letters long, but a guy from Notre Dame. <laughs> Don't ask why, but I was working at home. For some reason, I slipped and had Notre Dame Pro Day on, and they were showing him, and he looked pretty good. Uh, he plays inside linebacker, but a lot of people say he's going to be gone by the time the Steelers pick at 24. 
I know I'm still thinking some combination of running back routes, offensive line depends on if the running backs are available. All right. Any other thoughts of what you heard from Sports Talk Radio? I mean, it's smoke screens. We're gonna hear all kinds of different stuff before the draft. But any new scuttlebutt other than that? Well, out this way, it, we all concede that we need an offensive lineman, but it's also going to be very hard if you've got one of those top three running backs sitting there. It's going to be awfully hard to pass on one of those guys. And I used to hear that, like, Javante Williams was, like, a definite second-round guy. Some people were saying he got dropped in the first round uh, because my initial thought was if Najee Harris or Travis Atheon wasn't available in the first round, you just wait and hope you get Williams. I've seen some pronosticators say, hey, if you want Williams, you got to take him at 24 if the other two are gone. I'm not sure if I would do that. I think there's some offensive linemen that would be good. I actually saw, and living here in Columbus, I, I know more about Trey Sermon. Uh, Trey Sermon was a backup often, um, running back in the Baker Mayfield days in Oklahoma. So he's been around college for a while. Uh, he, he transferred to Ohio State when their main running back went out. He had, what was it, 300 yards in the Big Ten title game. He had 200 more yards against Clemson in the uh, semifinal game. Uh, he got hurt on the first his first carry in the national title game. Trey Sermon's good. I think he could be a good running back. I'm not crazy about him in second round for the Steelers. And if they could get a Trey Sermon at third or fourth round, I'm not even sure if you can put Trey Sermon in as your number one back right away. But I, I could be wrong. Right. I mean, there's two, the two games where it looked good. Yeah, he's the next Barry Sanders. But, you know, he has two games where it looked really good. So let's, you know, sell down a little bit. Columbus is pretty excited, but I think they, they're aware that he just – I mean, okay, look, Cardell Jones. I mean, he had probably the best two-game stretch when he led Ohio State to the national title in, what was it, 15, uh, 2015. But then, you know, Cardell Jones – didn't do much in the press. So let's let's eat, settle with our, hey, he looks good in two games. Put him in the Hall of Fame talking. Well, I, breaking news. Oh. I talked to my brother-in-law on Saturday who is a massive Ohio State fan, guaranteed me that Dwayne Haskins will be the future of the Steelers. <laughs> so you heard it here first. Guaranteed. Okay. I'll put this. Since we put so much dead money on the on the books – you know, you look at the Big Ben, the Juju shining. Where the dead money's on the book. If, if Big Ben stays or if Juju stays or goes, it's on the books. I'd say the best chance Dwayne Haskins the future of the team, if we have so much dead money, we can't afford another quarterback. I mean, that's the only <laughs> chance I see. Not that he's going to shine. It's going to be more like, man, we can't afford anybody else. So More like somebody's got to play the position. Yeah, it's Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> Josh Dobbs, or me. You know, and They're definitely not picking me. I'll well, and we that. just signed that. We just signed a guy yesterday, I think. I'm draft a guy from last year, some wide receiver, so he's going to make all the difference. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. the Simmons? The guy from Georgia? I don't know. It, no, wasn't he from Eastern oh, Michigan or something? Oh, yes. Lots of Sexton, I believe. Yeah. They, yes. Pittsburgh actually has gone through – um, some of these, they've been active. They've been going a lot of the pro days. And they're actually signing some of the guys that were working out with the draftees on pro days. I mean, you think about it. Last year, we didn't have pro days because of the um, COVID. And this year, they're, you know, socially distancing, but they're having that. This Saxon ran like a 4-3-40 or 
4240 or something. He's really quick. I don't know. It's, we like those guys. Yeah, it's a future deal. I mean, I would expect him to even make the team or the practice squad. But never buying camp. You never know. And, you know, the, the way the Steelers pick receivers, maybe he's your next Mike Wallace. You know what I mean? You get these guys that aren't highly regarded, and they come in and do well, and they ask for big money, and they leave. That's how it works. Other than Juju, which I'm still not sure why. <laughs> no eating any contract anywhere else. So, All right. Well, hey, stay tuned. We are coming back. Ooh, we only got 20 minutes. So we got to hurry. Uh, we, we're extra bonus content. Uh, since this um, new show didn't last that long, we're going to discuss quarterbacks of the Steelers. So stay tuned for that. And, again, it's not Steelers-related, but if you like music, uh, John Schlitt, um, well-known for Petra. And if you're like, what's a Petra? Don't worry about it. Heavy, old classic rock band. He fronted them for a while. We'll have him on, and we'll look to have fun. It'll be good. So check us out. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast, and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.